Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Welcome to Millennial 610. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. Well, we are going to start today's episode with talk about the coronavirus because, as we were just saying and hashing it out, it has taken over everybody's life. I mean, this is our new reality. Everything is closed. Everything is scary. People are sick and dying. I was thinking about how, at the start of the year... If if somebody came to us like on New Year's Eve and said soon everything will be closed, Trump may actually lose his uh, re-election campaign over an illness, and this is all you're going to be talking about everywhere for months. If somebody said that to me, I wouldn't believe him. We're in a surreal time right now. Yeah, yeah well, we were I mean- all like. We're ready for 2019 to be over. And then 2020 (laughs) was like, just you wait. Yep. Hold my beer. (laughs) Um, And also just thinking back to our interpretations of the coronavirus, even as recently as a month ago, um, you know, there's been so much information that has come out since then that shows that this is actually, while, you know, we shouldn't be inciting any kind of panic because it's not going to help anyone. It is scary. Um, And, you know, we were... I think rightfully so in a lot of ways saying, hey, listen, you should be taking the same precautions that you would take any year during flu season. Of course, now we've learned that this is far more contagious and far more deadly than the flu. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we're all at home, I think, along with a lot of you all listening at home. Yeah. So Laura, I don't I can't remember if this was the case when we when we did last week's episode, you weren't working at home officially, but now you are. Now I am, yeah. And we actually did a breaking news um, a few days ago to update everybody on everything because the NBA had announced that they were canceling the season. And after that, the dominoes just fell. We thought last week was crazy. This is the week of quarantine, true quarantining. This is the week of nobody go outside. We're shutting down bars, restaurants, gyms, stores, you know, takeout only, drive through only. San Francisco, Pam, near where you live, they just yeah. announced something big. What was that? Uh, we're um, all ordered to shelter in place. And it's not just San Francisco. Uh, it's actually a large majority of the counties that are uh, that comprise the San Francisco Bay Area. So Contra Costa County, um, I believe Solano County, Marin County, which is my home county. It's like my hometown too. And most likely Sonoma County, which is where all the wine comes from Not uh, the wine. further up north will also uh, be next because, you know, like you said, it's a domino effect and we're all just super close to each other. So it's almost like a pissing match. Like New York announces they're closing the bars and then LA's like, oh, yeah, well, we're closing our bars, too. <laughs> and our theaters. Yeah. And you you said shelter in place, but you didn't say how long. Three weeks. Um, I yeah, I believe until April seventh. I gotta r- double check. Pam, you gotta write this down. I mean, it's kind of important that you know. I know. Well, you I mean, like, outside, I don't leave the shot. house anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> 
I'm always sheltering I've in place. I've been sheltering in place for years. <laughs> <laughs> I was sheltering in place before it was cool. That's right. So I thought we could each talk about what's going on in our areas because there are some major differences. Illinois has been pretty aggressive so far. We do have a Democratic governor and um he's been he's been critical of the trump administration very openly which has been nice even though i do have a few problems with him the whole state not just chicago but the whole state um no more dining in restaurants all schools are closed um illinois and this is heartwarming they are going to offer free meals to kids no questions asked for the foreseeable future all kids and parents have to do is go into a school and they will get meals which is really nice um Gyms are not closed here yet, and I want to talk about that in a minute because that I'm worried about for my own mental health. But Laura, what's going on where you are? So um, a lot of people here in Atlanta are working from home. Schools are closed, um, but a lot of businesses are still open. Um, I will say going out and about, it is dead outside. It's kind of crazy to be out on the road and see the traditional Atlanta afternoon traffic just not being there. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, my gym is still open, Mm -hmm. which I'm not going. Um, I've definitely, like, we've been talking about how can we translate our workouts to be at-home workouts so that we can stay active while we're here. Yeah. But it's shocking to me that a place that is, you know, effectively a Petri dish has not yet closed. You know, okay. Like people I, sweating all over things and getting their sweat everywhere. Like, And you know not everybody wipes down the machine. No, because I've watched them not wipe down the machine. <laughs> That's right. I know they don't. So I so I haven't been to the gym in the past two days because of coronavirus. You see, I have my Fit Desk behind me. I It's a stationary bike and it's got a desktop so I can pedal and work at the same time. It's really great. Not great if you still need to take a break during the day. I like going to the gym. Uh, to clear my head, to get it out of the house. That is what I'm worried about. I really don't want them to shut down the gym because I like knowing I do have the option of going there if I want. That, I, I asked, I have a question down later in this discussion. What closing would change how we're operating on a daily basis? For me, it would be the gym. I love being able to go there. At the same time, I agree. Everybody's sweating all over the place. People aren't wiping down the equipment. It's funny, earlier this year, we were like, how about those wipes at the gym? Man, what a waste. Now everybody's using the shit out of those disinfected mm-hmm. wipes. <laughs> Sorry, Earth, but we we uh, we can't be environmentally friendly right now. Yeah. I think I can't really think of anything that would drastically impact me um, because one, um, like Pam said, I already do a pretty good job of self-isolating anyway, even when there's not a pandemic. Um but two, like I, I'm relatively privileged. Like I have internet. I, I have things to keep myself entertained at home. I do think that there, you know, there are certain things like um, I have a couple of friends getting married this year, and this has definitely thrown, you know, some concern their way. Just wondering, like, is it going to be safe for us to have our wedding? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, thinking about events like that that are scheduled is really kind of where my mind goes to. When I think about like what's really going to impact me and the people that I'm closest to. Pam, anything that if they, well, I guess you can't leave now. So. Right. No, I can't leave. Does this so, worry you? Kind of. I mean, look, realistically, and, and I think that this is really important. I'm so glad that Mayor London Breed, who is um, out there in San Francisco, 
They stress this multiple times over the course of their presser that people shouldn't go out and panic buy because the the mandate starts at midnight tonight because grocery stores are still going to be open. Pharmacies are still going to be open. Um, gas stations will still be open. I know there was a lot of talk of people worrying that they might run out of gas. And also banks are still going to be open. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that was really important because people should know that that they'll, they'll still be able to leave if they need to, but they really should be staying inside. Um, for me, it's a little bit worrisome because, you know, let's just say that this gets worse. My mom works at a bank. And so she will likely be working through all of this. Mm. So even though I'm not leaving the house, like, you know, like she's still leaving the house and I worry about that. But also like when she gets back, there's no telling if she's, you know, got anything or not. Um, But I think that like right now, the, the biggest change in my personal life is that my therapist has moved to remote sessions, which is such oh. a first world problem. <laughs> but that's like the biggest change, you know, for me in particular. Now that you're under this lockdown, I would walk out, so to speak, just walk around and see what happens. See if any cops come around and be like, hey, get back inside, kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's still kids playing outside, so we'll see what happens there. Oh, Lord. And see, at least my understanding is that if you need to go outside and get some fresh air and like walk down the street, you can do that unless you're locked down. Of course, I think it's different for you, Pam. But like, Andrew, you and me, like, I don't think it would do either of us any harm to go outside and take a nice solitary walk down the street. The whole point is like, don't get 50 of your closest friends to come with you. Right. And then everybody make out with each other. <laughs> yeah. All that. Yeah. Well, even Trump was saying today, don't gather in groups larger than 10 people. Yeah. He very interestingly, something changed in him today. I don't, somebody finally got to him or something, but he took this a lot more seriously. That'll probably only last a couple more hours and he'll be back to his usual asshole self. But he might be actually realizing just how big of a problem this is. Um, maybe because, you know, the big question is how long is this going to go on for? Because like I brought up during breaking news, maybe hit on it in episode 609, people are losing their jobs rapidly already. It's really bad. I mean, I see it in my Facebook feed and I know some people I've been talking to who are having to fire people because, because business has just plummeted. And um, so the big question is, how much longer is this going to be going on for? The White House internally believes that the best case scenario is that it peaks in a month from now. So this is just the number of cases are just going to keep going up and up and up here in the States for the next month. Um, Worst case scenario is it peaks in three months. And that is a long ass time. Mm -hmm. And that's just the peak. And that means we have another couple months after that. So we're in for the long haul here, people. Buckle in. I mean, life's going to suck for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And I really feel for parents because there are a lot of parents who are facing the very real possibility that their elementary, middle and high school age children will not be able to finish out the school year. My my sister's a teacher. My mom is a um, secretary at an elementary school. They're both off through April 21st. My brother works at Disney World. He's off for the next two weeks, probably longer, because now they've the CDC has issued guidelines saying no large groups, you know, for like eight weeks or something like that. He's paid. 
he gets paid during this time off. Ryan is just going to sit and play Animal Crossing on Nintendo <laughs> Switch that comes out this Friday and, you know and get what? paid for you it. Know, That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yes, I'm happy you know? for I'm just really jealous. That's <laughs> it. I'm just jealous. And my sister and mom, they get to sit home and hang out with kids and watch Blippi on YouTube so and still make money. Your sister isn't being required to do like um video no, teaching no it's elementary school oh yeah they i guess they just can't do that okay i don't know yeah it makes sense i know that you know here um like my old high school had to go to online so i know that the teachers were all facilitating like via mm-hmm zoom or whatever the fuck they use we have a couple of family friends and one in particular has a son who's nine or ten years old so like fourth fifth grade and his mom took a picture of all of the homework packets they have i would just i think i would go crazy that i mean you know that works for some kids but for a lot of kids it's not an ideal way to learn and then parents Mm. have to fly by the seat of their pants and hope that they can help as much as possible but I think the only thing that they're doing on camera, like, uh, or like in a Zoom type setting, is science class because, you know, they need to to show how things work. But other than that, everything is just in packets. Laura, your primary has been pushed, right? Yes, it's been pushed back to May nineteenth, um, which I'm thrilled for because, as I had communicated here on the show, I'm really on the fence about what to do, so I have more time to decide. Because you're split between... Because I don't... Like, I'm I'm split between voting based on my policy preferences and voting based on who I think can win. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who I think can win. So there's not a clear-cut winner for me here. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping for the primaries to play themselves out a little bit more before I voted so I could suss it out a little easier and it looks like i'll have that time so that's pretty thrilled i am voting tuesday march 17th the day this episode is released and i think i'm going with joe you know coronavirus has not slowed down voter turnout at least not here i went with pat to early vote on sunday we get in there first of all they have signs up for make sure you're social distancing which was which was good that they had that up but the line was so long. And I said, I am not wasting my Sunday standing in this line. I estimated it was like an hour wait. It was Pat waited two and a half hours to vote on Sunday. I like to see that kind of heartwarming. Yeah. Seeing awesome. so many people turn out. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go Tuesday first thing as soon as the polls open because I just want to get it over with. Um, but yeah, I'm going to vote for Joe because I think he can win. And he's pretty clearly going to get the nomination at this point so and i mean bernie could drop out as early as tuesday i mean laura you might not even have a choice yeah that's true (laughs) i mean by the time may comes around oh my god bernie's not gonna be in this race by then you think so i don't know i think he'll hold on really as long as he thinks he has a path he'll hold on so you know if illinois primary was a week from now i bet they would delay that one as well but at this point you know it's tomorrow so just get it over with here's something interesting and this is of interest to the three of us and many of our listeners universal pictures has announced their current theatrical releases will be available on demand for twenty dollars a pop starting this friday they have a couple of movies in theaters right now. One is Emma, which is a Jane Austen adaptation. The other is The Invisible Man, which has been getting a lot of good reviews. And then that Purge-like movie where they kill a bunch of uh, Republicans or 
Didn't oh, we yeah, it's called The Hunt. The Hunt, that's yeah. it. But anyway, this is big news, right, Pam? Because normally there's this theatrical window where you can only see these movies in theaters, of course. Now, this is being torn down because of coronavirus. Yeah, I believe that window is usually about, well, the shortest is about three months. And um, a lot of times it's longer, especially for for smaller, not smaller, but kind of like more indie movies, like like maybe an Emma, we would have gotten way later in the year if that was something that you really wanted to purchase. But Mm -hmm. I think that this is the best way to move forward, especially if they still want to keep funding future projects that are coming down the pipeline. Um, and also it's just a good show of, um, you know, faith to the public because we're all just sitting here going stir crazy. And it's really nice that, you know, something like enjoying a movie you've never seen before, maybe you were really excited for, it doesn't necessarily have to change just because we all need to stay home. Yeah. And it's also a business decision because these studios spent a lot of money on these movies and now nobody is going to the movie theater. So they have to do something. $20 is pretty good for a movie. That's expensive by the standards of like renting it for $4 for 24 hours. But if you think about it, it's a brand new movie. If you're watching it with your family, four people, five people, that's four or five dollars a person. That's cheaper than a traditional movie ticket. Plus, you're eating snacks at home. That's cheaper than it is in a movie theater. And then, of course, the convenience of just watching it at home. The interesting question is, are other studios going to follow suit? Is Disney going to do this? They've postponed a bunch of their movies, um, but they have not postponed Black Widow, That is their next big Marvel movie. It comes out at the end of April. And then the question is, are they going to put it on Disney Plus or will they make us pay $20 through on-demand services like iTunes, Amazon, etc.? They better not. I already pay for Disney Plus. I know. For free. I wonder if they would make more, though, if they didn't put it on Disney Plus and did this on demand. Of course they they would. But if they did it on Disney Plus, maybe more people will be like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Let me sign it's up true. for Disney Plus. And then they're hooked in for a year or three years, if you're like me. Yeah, I know that we're definitely going to be watching The Invisible Man and The Hunt because we wanted to see both of those movies. Oh, cool. So we saw that and we were like, cool, we have plans this weekend. Yeah, now you awesome. can see a brand new movie and still remain socially isolated. Yep. It's awesome. Um, Regal is closing all their movie theaters they announced and AMC and other theaters are uh, cutting down the maximum capacity to spread people out in the theaters. And then Laura, what what is this act that's been... Yeah, well, the House actually passed the Families First Coronavirus Response Act and we're still waiting on the Senate to pass this because Trump actually voiced his support for it. Um, the long and the short of this is, is that Working people can access paid leave if they become infected by the coronavirus. Um, It also strengthens unemployment insurance and food assistance programs, provides free diagnostic testing for the virus. So this is just something that we should all be calling our senators to put a lot of pressure on them to go ahead and pass. Um, It could have been done sooner, but, you know, Mitch McConnell released the Senate for a long weekend. So doesn't make much sense. We're in a crisis right now. Well, I mean, they wanted to self-isolate, Andrew. Think about all those old men. in that chamber together i see yeah coughing all over each other they're afraid they're gonna get the rona (laughs) (laughs) the rona i mean that's a i've seen people like on social referring to it as the rona (laughs) look at the 
Look at Pam. Why are you muting your mic? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so stupid. I that's like six different TikToks I've seen, and all I can think of is that stupid. It's Corona times. <laughs> Pam is already losing her mind in this uh, Dude, new shelter in no, place world. No, true. I'm I'm not kidding you guys. I'm having. I am fighting. Like I am pushing with every ounce of my being to remain focused because I feel like I'm starting. Like I'm starting to see sideways, and I've only been quarantined since friday yeah i mean look for all i joke about never leaving the house i just like i like to have the option so i feel you you know right like okay no i can't so i finally got my wish and i don't know if i really wanted it to come true i wanted to bring this up social distancing and self-isolating sucks when you already are working home because the one thing we get to cling on to is that sometimes we do get to go outside We go to work from Starbucks or we go to walk our dog or we go out to eat lunch. Ooh, so exciting when you work from home, when you work from home. But seriously, those are exciting parts of my week. And now we're being told to stay at home. The novelty of working from home has already worn off for me years ago. I don't want to be trapped in this house. I already do it every day of my life, virus or not. So this also, sucks you've for got people one like foot us. out the door, so that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, like leave Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Oh, Andrew, go for a walk. Well, the weather fucking sucks. So no, I can't really do that either. Uh, Pat's work from home too now. So we've set up a little workspace for him in the second bedroom because we cannot work on top of each other. We need, there needs to be distance for me. It's, it's a me problem. Yeah. I understand that. But it's it's kind of cool. It's it's nice. It's a little exciting. It kind of feels like a snow day. My downstairs neighbor, uh, one of them is also work from home now, too. And she made uh, a big uh, meatball feast. And she shared some of it with us after slow cooking it for like six hours. So oh, there's that's this, nice. Yeah, there's that's this cute really nice. sense of community. So yeah. that's that's a good part about it. Just social distance, Andrew. You don't know where those meatballs have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted in light of all of this. Um, We've been thinking a lot as a group about what Millennial can do in order to contribute in some small way that is hopefully meaningful. And we've identified the Center for Disaster Philanthropy um, because they are actually running a COVID-19 response fund. Um, And we'll go over what all that means momentarily. But the show will be donating $1,000 to the COVID-19 Response Fund. Um, They are focusing on supporting local nonprofit organizations working in areas identified as having high numbers of affected individuals and those who are working with the most vulnerable populations in those areas to help build their capacity for response. Um, This will include social service organizations focused on supporting hourly wage earners, workers in the gig economy, immigrant and new American populations, older adults, people with disabilities, and other communities vulnerable to the physical health, mental health, and economic impacts of the pandemic. Um, We really liked this group because they are focusing on a lot of the facets that impact the millennial experience, but on also a lot of the topics that we cover on this show. Um, So it really resonated with us, and um, we're really excited to see the work that they do. Yeah, and if you have a few bucks to spare, we mm-hmm. would encourage um, others to donate to this fund as well. Yeah, and of course, great. everybody continue to stay safe. Seriously, socially isolate. It's for real now. Like, 
at first it was kind of like, eh, maybe, eh, I don't have to. But now it's like you really, really need to. Because the other thing that we haven't touched on today is that you might be carrying it and you might not be showing symptoms. So you might be unintentionally spreading it to other people. And, you know, we know that the older population is more vulnerable to Mm -hmm. coronavirus. So you might be unintentionally spreading it to somebody else who might get seriously ill or God forbid die. So we just got to do it right now. And it's a surreal world that we're living in right now. But let's try to make the most of it. Yep, definitely. Well, before we move on to talk about what it's like to work from home, speaking of social distancing, it's time to hear from one of our sponsors, Rothy's. Rothy's makes stylish, sustainable shoes and bags for life on the go. They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. I've been wearing Rothy's for a couple of years now, and I can say they are my go-to shoe. So it's no surprise that their best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews. I personally love the point silhouette, but there are several different silhouettes and dozens of colors and designs to choose from to add a pop of color or uniqueness to any outfit. And they launch new colors and patterns every few weeks so you can be sure that what you're wearing is really a unique addition to your wardrobe. Rothy's has kept 50 million single-use plastic bottles out of landfills and transformed them into their signature thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable products. This checks a lot of boxes for all of the fashion-forward environmental conservationists out there. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash M-I-L-L. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash M-I-L-L. Comfort, style, and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head over to rothys.com slash M-I-L-L today. So in light of coronavirus changing so many people's lives, Uh, We wanted to talk about working from home because many people are being forced to work from home right now. Laura is one of them. My boyfriend, Pat, is one of them. A lot of people I've spoken to, um, friends of mine, who um, if they have a job where they can work on a computer and do it remotely, they are at this point working from home now because that's what employers want. They do not want this virus to spread around their community. So we have two people here who have been working from home most of their lives. I would say. And then Laura part-time works from home. So I thought we could just have a chat about working from home. Oh, first of all, first thing I do every morning when I work from home is I get up and I play this song. (laughs) Officially making a comeback, by the way, on the Billboard Hot 100 because... So many people are working from home now. Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> everybody get up and start playing that song. Like, I was joking, but maybe that's yeah, a real thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I am actually really interested to hear what rituals the both of you have for work from home. Because for me, up until... <laughs> Andrew. Um, for me, up until this point, work from home has been kind of a novelty for me because I only do it once a week. Yeah. And now I'm doing it all the time. And even <laughs> after God just, knows how long. Yeah. Even after just two days of it, I'm like, okay, this yeah. was fun. This was neat. My daily routine. I have my alarm go off around 730. I'm usually at my computer by eight. I snooze the alarm once or twice, but you have to have a routine. So get up 730-ish, 
make coffee, stare out the window, think about life. By that time, my coffee that I French press is ready. So I pour a cup and then I sit down. I actually genuinely like mornings. And I think that's why work from home works for me. Um, That said, I am not in a good mood until I have had a cup of coffee. I am that stereotypical person. I am that guy who wears that shirt. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Um, Then I work for three to four hours. Then at that point, I got to get out of the house. Um, This is after I've already walked Brooklyn for 10, 15 minutes, but I got to get out of the house properly. Um, So I'll go to the gym, 45 minutes there, come back, shower, and work for another three, four, five hours, depending on what's going on that day. Um, That's my basic schedule, and it is important to have a routine when you are working from home. You need to have structure. So I also get up... um between 7.30 and 8, usually probably closer to 8, to be honest. And then I um, take a shower, brush my teeth, all that good stuff. And then I take my dog out on a walk. I just like doing that right at the beginning of the day. It's nice and cold outside usually. So it's just a nice way to to wake up. Is this before coffee? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. Couldn't do that. <laughs> And then I come back and I and I put the coffee on right away because at that point I I really need it super badly. Um and then my workday for a while now um it was different when I was working with East Coast publications but now it's mostly West Coast publications and the news day for the West Coast it usually starts around 10 or 11 so that's that's when I'll I'll kind of start working um and I'll do a couple of hours and then in the middle of the day is usually when I have a little break so if I need to run out um if and when I need to run out I do that but obviously that's a moot point now and then um I start in on you know hypeable and getting things done around the house simultaneously around 2 or 3 and then my workday wraps around 7:30 a little bit later, sometimes on Monday. Why can Hypable be juggled with household chores? Why can't you juggle your household chores with your other websites that you write for? <laughs> because sometimes I'm waiting for the person before me to finish up. <laughs> I'm kidding. So like, I like to start 40%. dinner. <laughs> I was like, know. oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> it's like that's like realistic notes. though. Now I know Especially when you get if it's up. Especially it's a slow news day or something. It's like, yeah, I'll why why would I wait to make dinner? Right. If I'm just waiting for a good news story. Yeah, let's talk about like do's and don'ts. So first of all, wear comfy clothes or wear work clothes, like clothes that you would wear into an office. Um, I well, I'll wear leggings into an office, so I, that's kind of like a bit of a moot point, but th- that's also like pretty comfy for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I won't do anything super like crazy. I, I unless it's like really hot, I probably won't put on a dress. So I, I kind of like sit in between honestly but whatever helps you is is what you should go with like if you feel like you're feeling sluggish because you're in loungewear then maybe you should put on a pair of jeans um i never dress up to go to work thankfully that's not an expectation um however uh when i'm work from home i'm 100 a bum like pajamas like hair up in the messy bun don't care I'm not seeing anybody, but I'm starting to think maybe I should at least, if I'm not going to get ready and look super presentable, it sounds like both of you are getting up in the morning and you have some kind of morning ritual, like taking a shower, like making the coffee, as opposed to me being like, I'm going to sleep in until five minutes before I have to start working. (laughs) 
my downstairs neighbor was saying that too yeah. yesterday. She was like, I'm going to set my alarm for 8.55, five minutes before work, and I'm just going to come over to the computer and start. I texted her this morning at 8.55, rise and shine. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, for productivity aside, I will just say that like, if, if you struggle with mental health at all, establishing a routine can be really helpful. Yeah. So so that that also, it's kind of like a twofold for somebody like me. It's just healthy for me to to know that, like when I'm going to do things. Yeah. So it sounds like the three of us all wear comfy clothes. I do as well. What you're seeing, what I'm wearing right now, this is what I've worn all day. During this time of year, a hoodie. I'm wearing like some comfortable uh, sweatpants, but not really sweatpants. They're pants that I find acceptable to wear outside yet are still cozy. Um, and during the summer, I'm wearing like gym shorts and a t-shirt. Um but some people find it very important to dress up while working from home because they need to feel like they are at work. They need to feel like they're up and at them. So I think it does come down to personal preference on this one uh, because if you need an extra push, maybe getting into good clothes will do that for you. It'll be interesting to see what Pat wears tomorrow because I've never seen him work from home ever. Hopefully nothing. Also for makeup wearers, sometimes that that helps as well. Like if I, I'm feeling particularly sluggish, just nothing crazy, but but putting on even mascara, it just kind of, I don't know, it makes me feel like I'm ready to, to interact with the world, even if I'm just doing that digitally. So how about background noises? So I'm already seeing people on Twitter being like, oh, working from home is great. I'm binging, you know, some show in the background. I cannot watch TV while I work. A, it's way too distracting. Um, B, I don't feel like I'm actually working. I feel like I'm being a lazy ass. I need to feel like I'm sitting in an office. I guess it's kind of in my head like, I don't deserve to watch TV while working. That's bullshit. People don't get to do that. So you don't get to do it either. I can listen to music, but not podcasts because that you actually have to listen, or at least I do. Yeah. um, I can listen to podcasts or listen to music no TV shows, though. Mm. Have you tried? Yeah. And it was just, it was too hard to split my focus like that. Mm. I can listen to music, but honestly, the uh, instrumental works best for me. I, I get too Ooh. overstimulated with the music and the lyrics. So um, anything that's like piano based it, it help, is helpful for me. Um, I do watch some TV for work, so I feel like I, I, I'm not tempted to have the TV on when I'm actually writing, you know? Yeah. So, like, if I, like, say I'm covering The Voice for a season, which I've done before, I'll incorporate, incorporate watching episodes of that if I miss an episode into my work day during the day, so it doesn't really feel like I need to watch more than I already do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No podcast, though. It's too much. It's I can't concentrate on what they're saying and also what I'm trying to to say myself yeah (laughs) pat listens to podcasts while working i don't know how he does that and i know he's paying attention because then he texts me messages all day about what we're saying on these shows maybe he just doesn't work (laughs) um i maybe he's just like scanning sometimes i if i'm scanning for for news or something i can i can listen to something that's a little bit more mm. intense you know how about leaving the house to work now this is something we shouldn't be doing during a pandemic so we're not recommending this right now but I love, like I said earlier, I love getting out of the house and going to Starbucks is one of the highlights of my week. After I edit Millennial, um, I typically go to Panera and I get my favorite sandwich 
and I upload the show from there. It's helpful for me to work from new places, so I highly recommend that. If you can, just... I guess I shouldn't recommend it because we're doing this in the scope of this pandemic. Yes, setting up a workspace, like you were talking about, setting up something for Pat while he's working from home, that is helpful. But but if you know you feel like you need a change of scene and you're in your house, you know, sit in the kitchen for a bit, sit yes. out, out like on a patio for a bit, sit sit in your backyard if you have one for a bit. All of that, I, I do that every day. Like I have a desk and I use it. But I'm constantly moving around or or like standing at the at the kitchen island to so I'm not sitting so much. Yeah. But like you, going to a coffee shop is my treat. So mm-hmm. I try and do that once a month. And before all this happened, I was about to sign up for Panera's coffee program. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I have a Panera right by my house, but it, it's probably good that I didn't drop the nine dollars on that because it would be a moot point now. But unlimited coffee for nine dollars a month. Mm-hmm. If I was near one, I said this to Pam. Yeah. On Slack, if I was near one, I would definitely sign up for that because I could burn through a lot of coffee. I'd or, get my money. Or the worth. library. I, I work from the library all the time, too, if I, if I want to get out, but I don't want to spend money. Moving around is a great point because since you're already in the house all day, every day, you need to be able to let yourself work from the couch, work from the kitchen, like you were saying. Normally, by 2 or 3 o'clock, I'm laying on the couch working by that point. I cannot sit in this chair for a moment longer. Yeah, I do wish... <laughs> It were possible for me to go somewhere else right now because I think that I would fare a lot better if I could like go to a Starbucks or go to just any cafe for like half of my day. And then I could come home and and be fine. But I think, Pam, you're right. Like I have a little table outside and I can just go sit at that. Assuming my Wi-Fi reaches that far. Um, <laughs> I mean, bring Canela well, out there with you. Have yeah. a little party. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She would hate that. She she likes to oh, be. Well, she's a couch baby. She can watch you from the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes after her mother. Couch baby. Yep, that's me. Another important tip is having a space that is dedicated to work, and being able to leave that space at the end of the workday. I, as you can see, if you're watching this, I work in a kind of nook in my condo. It's not exactly what I'm describing right now. I would prefer to have a separate room and then I shut the door and I'm done with that room for the day because otherwise you feel like you're constantly at the office. So I highly, highly recommend if you have the space somewhere in your home um, to set up a place that is dedicated to work and you can leave it behind at the end of the day. Also get don't be afraid to get creative. Um, you might find that you like having a space like that long term, even if it's not just to bring your work home, which nobody should ever do, but just to do like passion projects or whatever. Um, I This is my room. Um, it's also my office, but I, I have um, an extra, like I had some closet space. So I took out the doors and I put, you know, a desk. Oh, so you're kind of in a closet right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I have like the wall decorated so it doesn't look super doom and gloom Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm not staring out a window. And um, and because I have space to put my clothes other places, it doesn't really bother me not to have that. And it makes the room look a little bit bigger. So you can definitely um, if you take a look at your house, I'm sure you can find a, a nice little place to set up shop for a bit. I also need to be near windows. And you can see I'm surrounded by windows, which is one reason I really liked having this nook and the reason that I wanted to buy this condo. Um, and then you have windows on the other side. If I were you, I would switch where the bed is yeah. and put the desk right up against that window. Mm, yeah. Personal preference. I have, well, I have fairy lights like all over the room, too. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps because there's 
like different kinds of light yeah. shining. I brought this up on the show a few months ago. I don't have any good desk decor. I have this new dinosaur plants that Pat bought. He named him Gurney. I don't know why. So I have this and that's kind of cute. And I have some succulents uh, to my right. But I, I want more fun things on my desk. I need like a date. Well, I wanted one of those day calendars and you pull one off every day. But that's like just a waste of paper. I'm hurting yeah. Earth by buying one of those. I mean, I have a I have a planner and it's pretty colorful. Like even yeah. something like this would probably add something to your space. I also have um, because I, I like arts and crafts. I have like this little wheel with all these pens Aww. in it and that adds some color. Maybe I need a betta fish. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the um, a lot of the cool aquariums now. Like, you can put a plant on top. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, I just need something because it's, it's very bland and it makes aren't, me sad. Aren't betta fish, like, really bad-tempered? I don't know. Only if they're with other fish. Okay. Oh. Like, you can't put two betta fish together or else they'll fight each other. <laughs> wow. How serious. Yeah. Don't they, if they <laughs> see their reflection, don't they get pissed off too? Yeah, it's really funny because they puff up. I get pissed off when I see myself. It's great. <laughs> it's true. It's not great for the fish, but it's really funny to see. <laughs> David65 says, we should do a desk makeover for you all. Yes, give me ideas for what I can buy for yeah. my desk or buy yeah. them for me. Should we better. take pictures of our workspace? Yeah, that be something? we should. That'd be fun. you just took a picture mm-hmm. of hers. Mine is always very minimalist. Mm-hmm. I tend not to have like a ton of stuff apart from like random shit that just ends up here because I sat it down here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So on a similar note to having your own space that's dedicated to work that you can leave behind, you also need to be able to set certain hours just like you do when you're working in the office. I arrive at nine, I leave at five. You got to keep up that routine when you're working from home. You need to maintain a work life balance. I'm sure most people are not going to be working more while they temporarily work from home. This is for people who are becoming work from home full time. You need to set certain hours and you need to be able to let it go at a certain time of day. I had that terrible anxiety attack a few years ago that had been slowly building up over time because I didn't have hours for myself. I was working from seven in the morning till late into the night because we didn't have an evening news writer. So I always felt responsible for the site morning, noon and night. Now Pam covers evening news. Thanks, Pam. Um, But that's why that's why I had to get on Lexapro. And I was just a total wreck. So don't let that happen to yourself. Set hours. Soon Hypable will have to cover my Lexapro subscription. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> no, well, the of course, you know, I know you you juggle a lot of jobs and I'm sensitive to that. And I hope that you are maintaining a work-life balance. Yeah, no, 100%. And honestly, that is something that I, I had to learn how to do the hard way. Um, it's a huge reason why LA did not work out for me because I was so focused on saying yes to everything and putting too much on my plate. And I was really biting off more than I could chew. So so making sure that that you find a way to balance everything out that works for you is honestly the most important thing that you can do for yourself. Um, but yes, like Andrew, as a boss, and not everybody is like this, is super um, flexible, like when I need him to be to an extent, obviously, like I can't just like not do my work, because that wouldn't be fair. Uh, but you know, if I like, say I had a doctor's appointment, as long as I let him know he's 
perfectly fine with like having me start a little bit later or if I need to start a little bit earlier, we can work that out. Or if I need to take the day off and make things up because I'm sick or I have to go do something like I've done that too. And, and yeah, so Mm -hmm. that, that is definitely helpful, but I understand that not everybody has that. So it sucks. On a similar note, self-discipline, how do we stay motivated during the day? I think that's one of the hardest things for people who are transitioning to a work from home life. Why should I work? I've got the TV here. I got video games. I got my girlfriend. I can go fuck. Nobody knows if I'm working or not. Why don't I just leave? I think in my case, people do know if I'm working. So there are other other people who depend on me. But I think it probably is a difficult um, balance to maintain, especially if you're a freelancer and your success is largely defined by your output and not necessarily other people depending on that output, you know? And speaking of that, it is really important to maintain communication while you are working from home because otherwise people won't know if you're actually there or not. When everybody's working from home, it's hard to tell. So yeah, like Laura's saying, you know, in her case, in a lot of people's cases, you have to continue working because <laughs> people are going to notice when your work isn't complete. But also, people like to know, your bosses like to know when you are actually home, when you are actually there. So stay in touch with them. Keep communicating with them. Even if it's things that you normally wouldn't tell them, just tell them. Start telling them as you're working from home. Hey, I just got this done. Hey, I just got that done. People love communication. As a boss, I love communication. Mm -hmm. I hate when I don't know what people are doing because they can't communicate. I give you a little break, though, because usually you've signed off by the time I hop in. Yeah, well, and in your case, like, I know that you're working because I can see the stories that you've written. You know, that's, that's a different case. But then there's some jobs, you know, like Richard, who I, who I co-founded Hypable with, a lot of his stuff is behind the scenes. So if he doesn't tell me he's done it, I don't know that. And, you know, there are times where he forgets to, to tell me things. And like, okay, I don't expect him to tell me everything, but I got to know he's alive still. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. just stay in communication with your fellow coworkers and your bosses. It'll go a long way. It'll mean a lot to them. How else do we stay like motivated? Pam, do you have any tips for staying motivated throughout the day? Honestly, checklists really motivate me because I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> it's really satisfying to 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 check things off when I've written them down um, because it, it gives me a sense of accomplishment, That's I guess. That's what I do with this notepad uh, so, that I'm showing on the camera yeah. right now. So, so that can be helpful too. And like you can actually see your progress throughout the day. Um, and you can kind of know what you need to work on or if it's getting a little bit later, what you need to move around and prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like, it, it's just kind of knowing that that I have a job to do and, and I need to do it. So I don't know. That's not like a very good answer. It is hard to stay motivated. I mean, and I think that it really kind of comes from, you know, all of these years of, of having to figure out what works for me. I think also it, it, a good motivator is just knowing that you have bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. Like to be like, okay, if I, you know, fall off the wagon and don't do shit, I probably won't be able to hold on to this job, which I need to pay my rent or my bills or my student loans or all these other things. So I think that money is a very intrinsic motivation for a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably true. Yeah. And it's just nice to do, like, to know you've done a good yeah. job. That's helpful. Yeah. Especially if you like your job. I like my job. And obviously, so. being passionate about something is going to help get it done. Like, Pam, 
we've discussed this before. You and I were passionate about the news. We get we get a kick out of covering something that's big and breaking. That's still exciting for us after yeah. all this time. But what motivates me during the day? Music, the right playlist. I've been really into Gaga lately, thanks to Stupid Love. Like I'm going through her catalog. I'm all over the place. I'm it's pumping me up at home, at the gym. I'm just I love it. Um but also, and this is an obvious one, in the morning, coffee gets me going. I don't drink oh, 100%. it. Oh, 100%. I don't drink it past like 11, but maybe I should try because that kick in the morning, like I'm ready to go. I'm tweeting up a storm. Like that's the one time I really want to tweet because I'm just like high on life in the morning. <laughs> coffee and music, that that's what drives me. And continuing to have conversations with people throughout the day. You still need to socialize. It can feel good. I know, I think I saw Jewel mention this and we, we had... um. That woman on who runs the Confused Millennial, she was talking about digital coffee dates. I still don't do those, but that's a really good idea. Just get on Skype, Zoom, Slack, whatever, and have a video uh, hangout with with somebody that you care about. Yeah, I'm actually going to be doing those um, over the next couple of weeks with people that I normally get to see during the day. So that'll be nice. Um, do it with I think, me. We can do one. Yeah, we can have a coffee date. Oh, we can yeah. all have a. Oh my god, why don't so we just cute. all have a coffee date at some point and record it and yeah, live stream that it. Would be really it up. Cute. Live That'd stream be great. Our coffee next, date. next variety show. <laughs> um, but I, I would also like to underscore the importance, and I think that this is important in any workplace setting, not just work from home, but um, the importance of taking breaks. People do yes. not take enough breaks. They think oh, I'll take my lunch break and that's it. I'm going to be like nose to the grindstone for the rest of the day. No, because plenty of studies have shown that human beings, you lose motivation and productivity for most people after about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. 90 minutes of straight work, the productivity decreases so much. So even just getting up, going and getting a glass of water, taking a walk, in this case, a walk around your house, <laughs> But something to get yourself away from that work environment will really help reset you. Yep. And that's something that I'm trying to push myself to do because when you're working from home, it can be really easy to be like, oh, but do I need a break? Like I'm already in the comfort of my home. So I feel like I'm always taking a break, kind of. Yeah. That's but a good... if you're if you're expending the mental energy though, you're still working. It doesn't matter where you are. So yeah, that's a just great be sure point. to take breaks. I have heard, and I've tried to employ this, that if you are procrastinating, get up, walk away for 10 minutes, come sit back down, try again. And once you get in the workflow, once you actually get started doing something that you didn't want to do, you will find that you're just in the flow at this point and you will actually get it done. And it was because you stepped away and took a break. For me, one of the biggest game changers has been getting Brooklyn. Because I have an excuse. I have a push out the door in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evenings. And I can say, okay, I'm going to go walk Brooklyn now, and then I'm going to get done what I said I was going to get done. It helps give my day structure like going to the gym does. And it helps break up the day. So obviously, if you're only working from home temporarily, you don't want to run out and get a dog. Although I've heard that a lot of people are considering fostering now since that's a short-term process and it gives you something to do while you're at home. Highly recommend taking advantage of being able to walk a dog or like you're saying, Laura, just get up, go for a walk, clear your head for a little bit. Even during your lunch break, just turn on the TV, just something to clear your head out for a little while. Mm -hmm. Meditate, you know. Yeah, kind of like how you would go to the coffee machine 
during work if you yep. need to, right. to take a little break. It's the same concept. Or going yeah. to take a shit. <laughs> That's always a good one, too. Um, <laughs> I've At least here, the weather has been pretty nice. Like that kind of nice, like cool springtime weather. Hmm. Um, so I'm feeling like we need to throw our, op- our windows open during the day. Just That's, to get some fresh that can air help too. inside. So there's lots sure. of things that you can do. Little things that can make a big difference for sure. Agreed. Agreed. And it's so important to take care of your mental health during times like these, especially if you're not used to working from home. I was thinking about this the other day. I remember when I was in New York City, I I self-isolated. Not because there was you know, an illness going around, but because I was like mega depressed. And the side effect of that was I just wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my living space. I was just like sleeping all the time and putting all of my like waking hours towards my my studies and nothing else. So what I learned from that experience is you have to be super intentional about like taking care of your space, taking care of yourself. We actually cleaned yesterday. I was like, listen, if we're going to be here for the next couple of weeks, we have to make sure that idea. this is going to be an enjoyable place for us to be. So I deep cleaned the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Not exactly what I wanted to do on a Sunday afternoon. But when I walk in there now, I'm like, ah, yeah, so clean, you know, yeah, feels like hopefully your office does. Hopefully your office is clean. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. In closing, I've seen a lot of people debating work from home. Like, is it great? Does it suck? Which is it? And you'll see some people who say, oh, my God, it's amazing. I've been doing it for a few years. It's awesome. You'll see people who say it sucks. And then you'll see see people, and this is the right answer, say it's what you make of it. It depends on the type of person that you are. This is, I always tell people, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes, it's great to get out of bed, walk 10 feet, and start working. That's also a curse, because you're working in your home. You can't escape it. It feels like you're always in your work environment, and that's not healthy. It's also a blessing because, you know, it's it's calming. It you kinda you get to do what you want, but that comes at the cost of being um disciplined and it comes at the cost of needing to be organized. Like you need to have your shit together if you're going to work from home. So you just have to be really, really careful in terms of taking care of yourself and taking care of your career, because it can very easily slip away. Well said. All right. Well, we have more to talk about today. But first, this week's episode of Millennial is also sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, and growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash millennial. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Yeah, so we thought we could take a break from working (sighs) from home, from coronavirus, and we could talk about something else that is a pretty common hurdle for a lot of millennials is homeownership. Mm-hmm. Um, 
studies have shown, reporting has shown that homeownership um, amongst millennials is much lower at this stage in our lives than it was compared to the generations that came before us. There are many hurdles that exist for millennials when it comes to qualifying to buy a home. One of the biggest ones, of course, is student loans. And I thought that we could talk about a couple of programs that are out there that claim to make it easier to break into and remain in the homeowning market. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, so th- we might be approaching a point where it does become easier to buy a home because mm-hmm. uh, mortgage rates may fall. They've dipped a little bit, but recently I noticed they ticked back up. So we're in this uncertain time, but more people might be selling their homes for unfortunate reasons. Um, and it might just get easier to buy a home because there might be less competition if we start entering, God forbid, a recession. So, you know, there are going to be opportunities here for some people that wouldn't be there otherwise. Right. Um, So what exists sort of like in the traditional homeowning sphere are these programs like first-time homeowner programs or down payment assistant programs that provide grants towards down payments. Um, And these are programs that have been around for quite some time, but in a lot of ways have been inaccessible to people in our age group, um, largely because of student loans. Um, I know, for example, I would not qualify for any of those programs because of my student loan debt, um, because they they automatically assume that you're paying some crazy high monthly payment, and they don't take into account that you are on, say, like an income-based repayment program. So they're just looking at like the full pie and not sort of like the monthly payments. Mm -hmm. But um, there are a couple of programs that we're going to talk about, like Divi and Knock. Divi endeavors to help people search for available homes, purchase the home that you want, and then sort of allow you to, quote, rent to own it from them, meaning that you pay them rent every month, but the rent that you're paying actually goes into paying or buying the equity of the home. And once you own or once you've paid a certain percentage of the home's worth, Divi will sell the home to you. So they're basically holding on to it for you you're making a monthly rental payment that's going into like a down payment and also an escrow account so that you can eventually afford to buy the home. That's kind of like leasing a car. Yeah. Or even like other rent to own programs. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure people have seen these on Craigslist and they're usually really seedy and like not a good idea to do. Um, But there are rent to own programs out there. It's just traditionally they've not been super advantageous and they end up costing people way more than they would have spent if they had just bought the house on their own. It's just they're taking advantage of people who don't have that much money up front to invest in a home. And that's why this is a game changer, because that's the biggest hurdle. We all pay rent already. We're already accustomed to those costs. But the Mm -hmm. down payment is that one thing most people can never get ahead on because you have to put aside a significant amount of money. Typically, Mm -hmm. it's 20%. You can get away um, with less. 
But if you want your mortgage payment, your monthly mortgage payment to be affordable, usually you got to get around that 20% down payment range. Um, And then also if it's below 20%, there's also typically mortgage insurance that you have to buy. Because if you're not putting down enough money, that means you're paying more in the mortgage and it's a little more worrying for the lender. So then they make you get insurance. Um, And that's going to cost you more money every month too. Yeah. And it literally does not go towards any of your home equity. It's just extra money that you're throwing at them every month. Yeah. Sucks. This is crazy. Like if I wasn't able to do the down payment on this place, I probably would have went this way because I just reached a point in my life where I was just like, I do not want to pay rent anymore. I'm shitting this money down the drain. You know, I'm not building up equity. I'm not building up wealth. I'm just wasting money every month. And that's why it's hard for me to see people still in LA and of course other cities continue to rent because I'm like, it's just, you don't, well, the reason I bring up LA is because it's so expensive and they're needlessly spending so much money in LA just to live there. Like you don't need to live there. Sorry, nobody needs to live there. You can live elsewhere where it's going to be more affordable. If you have family there, okay. But nobody has family there except for Pam. But I, I think there's a lot of, <laughs> I think there's a lot of studies like even New York where you just assume you're going to be renting your whole life. Yeah. Well, don't assume you that know? way. No, I know Break that. Free. But, but I think it, yeah, it can, can be like afford- a little suffocating to, to feel like you're never going to be able to get ahead. Like Laura was saying with student loans, which is a huge problem right. for yeah. our generation and stuff like that. So, so I get it. But, but yes, I, I'm sure that that crosses people's minds all the time that they're just, you know, as you said, shitting money away. But yeah. Um, and I mean, even like, I mean, I can speak to the student loan experience. Um, my, my mortgage lender would not even pre-qualify me until I was able to show them a letter of exactly how much my monthly student loan payments were. Um, you know, th- what I showed them online, the estimates that I gave them, that was not enough. They needed the actual official letter to see that. Um, and, and not that I blame them, but it is a definite hurdle that stands in the way for people in our age group who have a lot of student loan debt from pursuing their educations. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that we oftentimes get shut out of programs like first-time homeowners programs, which allow you to only put down 3% as opposed to the customary 20%, you know, that does make a huge difference. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does kind of suck to feel like I was encouraged my whole life to take out student loans to go to college. And so I did that. I did what I was told was the right thing. And now I'm trying to do the right thing by investing in home equity, but I can't super Mm -hmm. easily. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where programs like this come in really handy. Yeah. Now I will say, oh, go ahead. In the old days, that whole plan made sense. You go to college, you take out a loan, and then you're able to buy a house because wages are where they need to be in order to be able to pay off your loans and 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 get a mortgage on a house but of course now with wages being stagnant and Mm -hmm. you know with degrees being less important and with the loan interest just being absolutely insane it's become impossible to follow that american dream that was happening in the 1950s when homes were like thirty thousand dollars well yeah that's the other thing that kills me is when i hear people from that age bracket be like, oh, well, I bought my first home when I was right out of high school. I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, you know how much homes were back then? Right. And of course, there's inflation to <laughs> account trade, for. But trade industry, too. Like, you could go, like, literally, if I were alive back then, all I would have to do is, like, get a job in a mailroom somewhere and work my way up in a few years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I did think, because I know about a particular case here in Atlanta that used Divi that kind of went south. Um, So this was actually written about by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And it was a case where somebody who was very savvy about property saw that there was a home for sale on the Atlanta Beltline. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what the Atlanta Beltline is, it used to be a railroad track that went around the city. They've since converted it into a walking path. So it's this wide, very nice concrete walking path. People jog, walk, ride scooters, walk their dogs on it. And it's lined with bars and restaurants. And it's very rapidly um, gentrifying a lot of communities around the city. Well, somebody was wise and saw, hey, this house is right on where the Beltline's going to be. I'm going to go ahead and get with Divi to try and get Mm. this house. So... They bought it for him, and in their initial or in their initial um, agreement, they were going to eventually sell it to him once he had made a big enough down payment through his rental payments for one hundred and forty six thousand dollars. Well, after they made this agreement, they realized that the uh, home value of this place was going to balloon far past that amount because of the gentrification of the Beltline. So they ended up going to court over this because Divi was asserting that this home buyer knew exactly what he was doing and was ultimately trying to lowball them <laughs> and take advantage of the program. Mm. So I will say, like, always do your research. It's not to say that programs like Divi aren't good because for that story, there's 10 other ones where people had really positive experiences. But anytime you're going through, I would say anytime you're going through a program that's like, hey, we'll buy your house for you and like, we'll let you move into it and don't even worry about your other house or don't worry about the fact that you don't actually own this house. Just be sure that you are reading the fine print um, even work with a realtor to get a second opinion because you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. programs like this are so new and it could be 20, 30 years in the future, they'll be totally commonplace. But mm-hmm. it's just worth having all the facts handy so that you can advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, you never know. But Andrew, I know you had a friend who had a really good experience with Knock. Is that true? Yeah. yeah so... There are these new programs, and this is fascinating to me, um, where a service like Knock will buy your house, basically no questions asked, but they will buy it for a slightly cheaper price than it is valued at. And this has become really popular because you don't have to go through the home sale process. You don't have to go through the process of a million people coming through your door looking at your place. You don't have to go through this stressful period where you don't know how long your house is going to sit on the market for. They just buy it. What happens is they come in, they do an inspection to make sure it's not you know about to fall apart. And then they make you an offer. You choose the closing date and then you leave when that closing date comes. And then there's none of that extra bullshit. Now, like I said, 
your place will sell for a little less because they're going to go and put this house on the market and they're going to let it sit there for God knows how long. One of my friends was living in Vegas. Uh, He got married in 2017, then got divorced. They had bought a house, brand new house in Vegas that was built in 2016. They sold it through knock and he tells me he had a great experience and it was so much easier than going through that traditional sale process whenever the time comes i wish i could list on a knock or something similar but knock and open door do not currently work in chicago bunch of other cities including la vegas all over the country but not chicago i don't know why that is i wonder if there's too much on the market where you are and could that's be that. why yeah. Maybe, maybe, or maybe they don't see the market as very hot. I mean, places are selling around here. I do keep an eye on it. Um, there have been a couple sales recently that have been reassuring for me for whenever I go and sell. Um, but man, I would love to do this so much. I would, I would call them tomorrow and be like, come on over. Tell me what you'll give me for the place. <laughs> I mean, something like this is really appealing because, um, you know, I think it's, you know, on a rental level, it's also relatable because you have to align the dates of when your yeah. home is either going to rent or sell and then when your your new home is going to be available for you to move into hugely and, stressful yeah it's just such a pain in the ass and so to have programs like this it it's like a dream come true um i'm a little bit of a skeptic so i kind of i'm interested in sitting back for a few years to really wait and see how these things play out and see if they continue being sustainable and successful yeah um but we would certainly love to hear from anybody at home who may have used a program like divi or knock or open door um so write in millennialshow at gmail.com and we yeah. would love to share your experience on the show And like I said, my friend had a positive experience. That's why I'm actually interested in these now, because Mm -hmm. I would be with you, Laura, like, these seem too good to be true to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I know somebody who actually used one and had a really good experience. So yeah, no, that's great. It's time to hear from another one of our sponsors, BioClarity. And this is just in time because spring is here and spring is the perfect time to focus on repair and rejuvenation. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare routine that will help put your best face forward this season. BioClarity understands true beauty is more than skin deep. They vowed to put good in the world by creating super effective kind to skin products. You can take their skin quiz to identify your top skin concerns, and BioClarity will email you with personalized recommendations for your skincare routine. We've been using BioClarity here at this show for the last couple of years and swear by it. I do not wear foundation on a daily basis anymore, thanks to BioClarity, and I can honestly say that my skin confidence is the best it's ever been. Say hello to kinder skincare by going to bioclarity.com. These products have really helped get my skin back on track. And right now, for our listeners, you can save 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, but you need to enter our code MIL at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 15% off everything on their website when you use our code MIL at checkout. All right. So before we wrap up today's episode, time for recommendations. I want to recommend, in light of how stressful everything is right now, an old classic, an old favorite, Celestial's Sleepy Time Herbal Tea. I just love this stuff. It is so smooth. It is so nice in the evenings. It really does relax you. 
Um, I really enjoy it. So check out Sleepy Time Herbal Tea. And if it isn't hardcore enough for you, I think they have an extra Sleepy Time Herbal Tea as well. I would like to recommend um, if you are going to go out to the grocery store for supplies, go at off-peak times. Um, I did this the other day. I went sort of in the later afternoon between lunch and dinner, and the store was pretty empty. And the only people there were old people. So I just like ran away from them, not because I was afraid they had the virus, but because I was afraid I have the virus and I don't want to kill any old people. So it was like I'd turn up an aisle, see an old person and be like, nope, going the other way. Um, So going at off-peak times is also a really good way to practice social distancing. Thank you for protecting those old people, Laura. Yeah. You know what? Seriously. You know what? They carry... Our stories. Thank you, Laura. A lot of our culture. You know, we, we, you know, I see a lot of stuff, a lot of people like online being like, oh, yeah, it's the boomer killer. And I'm like, oh, that's actually not, it's not funny. Hopefully it's a moron killer, though, because there are a lot of dumb Republicans out there who are like, don't take this seriously. Go out and eat. It's a great time to go and support local. Devin Nunez, go suck a dick. (laughs) Um, And then I wanted to recommend Josh Gad's Bed's time story series on twitter he started it a few days ago um just as a way to to boost morale and i just think it's the cutest thing because who doesn't like being read to and he's reading some cute little children's books so it's a nice little 10 minute interlude in your evening if you're looking for something to keep your mind occupied has anybody watched frozen 2 on disney plus yet they released it three months early nope not yet i've seen frozen 1 (laughs) <laughs> oh, you got to see the Frozen movies. They're good. Now you can watch the whole Frozen collection. Yeah. I saw a banner for it. <laughs> got plenty of time. Collection. <laughs> they have a Guardians of the Galaxy collection as well on Disney+. Plus. I'm like, there's two movies. What do you mean collection? All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Today in After Dark at Patreon.com slash Millennial, we're going to be surprise bitching one of our old friends. He's next in our queue, Zach, our Alabama sunflower. And um, then we're going to play... Never have I ever. And we're looking for games, you know, that we can do on video. And uh, I think drinking is going to be involved. So I was not prepared for that, but I'm glad you guys are. (laughs) Go grab a cocktail, Pam. (laughs) I don't think we have any alcohol in the house. Oh, man. I know. I'll grab a drink. I'll grab a drink. I'll grab a drink. You can drink double for both of us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I drinking for two. it's, It's a Monday. I drank all through the weekend. I don't need to go hard tonight, but I will have a drink while playing Never Have I Ever. If you would like to get in touch with us, hit up millennialshow.com. We have a feedback form there, or you can email millennialshow at gmail.com. Also, please follow us on social media. We are Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're on Twitter, please do follow us. We're tweeting and retweeting all day, every day. When I see fun stuff in my feed, I'm retweeting it on the Millennial Show Twitter account, stuff that I think... Um, our listeners would enjoy and obviously twitter is on fire right now because of um coronavirus in good ways and bad are you guys spending more time than ever on your phone yep. yes yeah it's so <laughs> bad my screen time is awful guys, right now seriously, i'm not even follow, gonna look at the report follow all of us on twitter because we literally have nothing to do right now <laughs> yeah That's just driving me crazy <laughs> day one of self-quarantine no it's just i'm addicted to twitter right now because every time i look there's some new developments about coronavirus all right well that does it for this week's episode thank you everybody for listening i'm andrew i'm laura 
And I'm Pamela. Goodbye. Let's put it in motion. I'ma give you a promotion. I'll make it feel like a vacation. Turn the bed into an ocean. We don't need nobody.